This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Tig? Cheryl, Cheryl. I would say there's too much to get into ahead of how much we got into things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, because we covered a lot of stuff. Well, oh, you hate it when yeah. I say that. Well, oh, we you always... hate it when I say that. I do. <laughs> oh, I do cover a lot of stuff in this episode. I know, but yet we barely cover a thing. We barely talk about the penguins. Oh, now I just gave it away. Well, it's called March of the Penguins. Well, I was about to say that. Okay, well, go on. Okay, uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to March of the Penguins. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig. Cheryl, how are you? You know what? I am uh, over the moon because this is our 50th episode. Did you think we'd get this far? No. For some reason, I thought it was going to be like, you know, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? What did you? Because uh, it felt like we were just doing it during lockdown. Uh-huh. But you and I had talked about doing this podcast before the um, pandemic started. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so I was seeing it long term. And so, you know. So it's, this is um, no surprise. I almost said, luckily, the pandemic is long term. Oh. <laughs> but that, well, that, that is lemonade <laughs> out of lemons yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw it as a long haul. Yeah. All right. Is there a point that you want to reach where you're like, I'd like to get out of this? I'd like to wrap this up and move on? <laughs> no. I, I've, I am so shocked at how much I love this. Mm-hmm. And I Why really are you love shocked? Our- well, because I didn't know that – I had no idea that you would be so connected to your listeners. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I've been in I've been in show business for quite some time, and it's a different connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This does feel really personal. I feel like we're just talking to our friends and – I know. It is weird. When people write in or we read the fan mail, it, even if you haven't met them, it feels like you're hearing from a friend. Yeah, I feel like we know them. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, she vacuums. You know, it's like, yeah, you. there's something very, uh, I don't know, personal that's so sweet. Our listeners have some of the cleanest floors. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People have been writing in talking about, oh, somebody just said that they, they've started to clean even more. Oh. Um, be- yeah, they've added things to clean during... <laughs> <laughs> during the podcast so they can keep listening to us yeah so they can keep listening that's nice. yeah we they must have some clean houses it's mm-hmm. amazing well floors really or just the floors they only mm-hmm. do the floors yeah well you want to hear what um wait is this where i introduce oh gosh no there's no this way of knowing weird. nope <laughs> <laughs> today we are talking about march mm-hmm. of the penguins yeah. Which is a 2005 French nature documentary directed by Luc Jacquet. <laughs> Do you pronounce the T? No. I don't. Yes? No. 
I mean, I don't, I don't ever say it. Luke Jockett. Jockett. No. Um, And produced by National Geographic. The film depicts a year in the life of the Emperor Penguins of Antarctica. March of the Penguins won the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. And As it should have. $77 million at the box office, making it the second highest grossing documentary of all time after Fahrenheit 9-11. It's available to rent on YouTube, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime. Wow. I didn't realize it was that successful. Yeah. I mean, I could have read this before this moment, but. The, yeah. <laughs> it's you really don't have that shocking. kind of time, even though we did spend an hour and a half talking before we pressed record. Um, now I watched this yes. probably, we've put off recording this episode for so long. Right. You know, I was in New Orleans filming a movie and I had to be evacuated out of there because of the hurricane. Yes. And I was just thinking how I watched, well, first of all, I've already seen this documentary years ago. No, I had seen it too. Yeah. And then I rewatched it because I've learned my lesson on the show that I, I need yes. to rewatch <laughs> It's the one. Almost, it's the only thing that we have to do for this podcast. <laughs> it's just a watch, which is a lot. Okay, because it's a lot of work. It does. I'm a busy person, so You're getting in a doc, yes. a documentary, it takes focus. Effort. And I yes. almost, um, you almost said, "Hey, I've seen it." I almost did it again, but I yeah. knew. Listen, I've I've You've I've learned. learned time and time again, and I'm so glad I watched it. But I was thinking I watched it when I was at the St. Vincent Hotel in New Orleans, which was probably three weeks ago. And my friend owns that hotel. It's beautiful. It's new. You should stay at it. Okay, I will. But uh, I, after that, started to stay with my cousin in Mississippi. And so I know how long ago I watched this documentary. And I can't believe we're now three weeks later. Talking about it. Finally talking about it. Finally talking about it. Um, yeah, this did come out a long time ago. And I did see it. Did you see it in the theater? I guess I did. I mean, 2000, did we have <laughs> Did we have a way to watch TVs at home in 2000? I mean, <laughs> do we have a way to watch home? TVs at home? <laughs> do we have a way? I guess I, I'm sure, I guess I saw it at the theater. Although this doesn't sound like the kind of movie I'm, I would you know, be standing outside. Oh, you know what? For. You probably rented it at a at yeah. A, I probably rented at a rent yeah, I, at a place. Oh, that back has in VHSs. the blockbuster days. Yeah, a place that has VHSs. <laughs> but circling back to our introduction for a second, when I read Fahrenheit nine eleven, mm. it reminds me of my mom, Cracklin Rosie, because when she talks about nine eleven, she calls it nine one one. So, so she's like, she'll always say, I remember when 911 happened. It's like, 911? Oh, 911? Yes, 911. It's like, okay. I don't know that anybody else calls it that except for my mom, but. Oh, Cracklin Rosie. Oh, Cracklin always throws me off. I remember when September 11th happened, and um, my girlfriend at the time and I, we got up to watch the news and. We were just, you know, having our coffee and completely just... Oblivious to I'm, what was happening out there. Well, yeah, but also it was so crazy because I know I've said this on this podcast, but It doesn't it matter. We say the same things over and here over. Here it comes. I was cycling long distance from oh. Montreal to Portland, Maine. And then I took a flight from Portland, Maine to... I can't remember where. And then to LA. And I flew on September 10th. And my flight was September 11th, but I went on September 10th. I went standby because I had blown out my knee on this long distance cycling trip. And when we were watching the news the next morning, they showed the path of the terrorists. They went from Montreal to Portland, Maine. They flew out of Portland, Maine. Do you know how tiny that airport is? No, I've never been to Portland, Maine. It's so tiny. And then from there... They flew and did everything that they were doing. I was in, I was on the exact path of the terrorists. Aye. Anyway, so the next morning I woke up and my girlfriend and I were looking at the news and she was like, that is the exact path you were on. Exact. Montreal to Portland, Maine, 
to wherever I flew. I can't remember Chicago or Boston or something, and then to L.A. She was like, that I can't so even believe crazy. what I'm watching. And then I, this is a long way to go to tell you. And then like at noon, my mother calls, and she's like, Tig, this is your mother. There's there's been an attack on 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 America. Oh, and I'm like, breaking news. Yeah, yeah. We've been watching it for three hours. Uh, yeah. Yes, and I was in harm's way almost. Oh, Do you know oh, what I you mean? You couldn't have told. You didn't no, tell her that. No, no, no. But it's like my mother. I'll just say I'm my mother's daughter. Like a little, <laughs> my a little out of touch. A little. You're a little bit behind. I'm. Like, I'm actually good with news, but um, you know, my everything else is like. Oh, yeah. I think like a month before my mother died, I remember being like, "Do you, you know something about?" Arnold Schwarzenegger and she said who she'd never oh. heard of the guy <laughs> whenever I'm shooting anything and I my mom will ask me who else is in it mm-hmm. if it's not Ben Affleck she does not know <laughs> them she has no idea why does she know Ben Affleck so well? I don't know but that's her idea of a, a movie star and if it's not him she's like oh I've I have never heard Larry David. That doesn't even know. <laughs> and she's always like, I don't. She knows who Larry is now. Now she does. Does she know who I am? Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, you do a podcast with me. <laughs> you think my mom is listening? By the way, my mom keeps asking me how she can get a podcast. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know that this would be her favorite. You know what I mean? You know what we should do? We should produce a podcast with Cracky. Mm-hmm. And one of my cousins in Mississippi. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> have the two of them talk. Oh. Each week. Oh, each week. Okay, I would love that. Um, Tig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pe- penguins. Penguins. They're very cute. They are so cute. I can't they are stand so it. Cute. Do you feel sorry for them that they can't fly? I felt like I spent a lot of time feeling I sorry. I feel sorry for them for so many reasons. So many reasons. Although, yeah, I think it's pretty fantastic that they can also get around on their bellies. <laughs> it's that they can great. walk or they can just yeah, if they're like, just belly tired. Yeah, yeah. Belly I mean, it would be kind of nice if you're just like ugh sick of walking. I'm just gonna flop get on, on my, my belly and yeah, flop yeah. on my belly for a while. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Well, and it's also pretty great when the whole troop flops on their belly. Like they It's so cute. They all do it together. I mean, birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> I oh, mean <laughs> Wow, did you just make that up? I did. Do you do you think it'll take off? No. I mean, who is the lead bird is my question. When I was watching that, I'm like, who's the first one to flop on their belly? And is there ever one of them that's like I'm going to flop on my belly and see if they all follow. And then they don't. Whoa. And then it's like, back on my feet, back on my feet. You have some really insightful, deep Deep thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the scary part of being a leader. Are you talking about yourself? Yeah, I'm talking about myself. I'm (laughs) thinking about being a leader of some sort. And what if people don't follow? Well, flop on your belly and see who... uh... (laughs) Next time I'm at the mall, yeah, flop I'm just going to flop on my belly and Do you see go to then. the mall? Uh, I haven't been to the mall in quite some time, I'll be well, honest Well, how you. long? Well, I mean, I go to outdoor malls. Well, are you like a, you're a snob where you're like, I'm not going to shop inside. <laughs> I only shop outside. No, I just went to the mall the other day because I went to the container store. What did you need to contain? <laughs> I needed a... Oh, God, what did I need? I needed like a shoe rack. But I could spend hours at the container store. Because once you're in there, you're like, oh, my God, I do need a drawer divider. Because all (laughs) stuff in my drawers are just like, every time you open the drawer, that just all mixes in together. Oh, buttons and safety pins. (laughs) Buttons and pens. And they're all mixed together. And who can find them? Uh, One battery. Does it work or is it dead? I have to throw it in the remote with the other batteries and see if... One of them. Yes. And yeah. what if you were that person that you opened the, your drawer and everything was lined up? I just went to my friend's house and she has a cookie jar, a glass cookie jar 
Mm-hmm. And they stack the cookies on top of each other in the cookie jar to make them look cute. Who is this person? Her name is Shelly. She knows who she is. Does she listen? I doubt it. But hey, Shelly, hey. You're <laughs> out Shelley, there. Hey, Shelly, hey. Now, is the, is the cookie jar, is it round or is it like a cylinder where it's cookie on cookie on cookie on cookie, you know? It's round. It's round. So it's like a layer of cookies and then a layer of cookies. So is her whole house like this? Yes, yes. All of her drawers have customized drawer dividers. I honestly said to her, can I get the name of your drawer divider person? Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, I'll send it to you. But have I followed up on that? No. Stephanie watched, you know, that Reese Witherspoon organizational show? The Home Edit? Yeah, Home Edit. Yeah. I love seeing their before and after pictures. It makes me feel like, oh, my God, I'm doing that. Oh, my gosh. Well, Stephanie did it. (gasps) Well, she did it to our pantry. And she did it. She did it to our son's bathroom cabinet. Mm, That doesn't stick. No, it does because they can't reach their cabinet. So it's just for us. Okay. But our pantry is one of those pantries where people walk in. They're like, oh, my gosh, I love your pantry. Because nothing is in the original boxes that it came in. They're all in. in in little containers. Hey, container store. Hey. But they're glass containers. glass. So you can see. They're glass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, with little wooden tops. And so you can see what cereal or what nuts or, you know, all that. That is so nice. I would love to see a picture of that on your social media sometime. Well, maybe I'll put it on the Tig and Cheryl True Story um, March of the Penguins uh, photo. <laughs> I love that we're talking about March <laughs> of the Penguins. And we've yet to talk about a penguin. I love this movie. And and, and you, yeah. you feel sorry for him. Did you love this? Yeah, I loved it. Whoa, I don't. It doesn't sound like you love I Well. This is. Do you know how much I love this? This movie? Yeah. Do you know how much? How much? I told Stephanie I think it might be one of my favorite movies of all time. Why? I think it is the cutest, most captivating movie. But I have to say, when things get rough... Oh, my God. It gets so rough. And I I yelled at the movie. Like, I'm like, stop it. Do not show me that. That Do not show me that. Same. Same. It's devastating. Gobby, see, I said her name right, was watching me watch this. Uh And then she started videoing me because I was like, I I am not going to watch another storm. This cannot be happening. This cannot be happening. And she's like, (laughs) she's like filming me. (laughs) Like, Gobby, it's not funny. It's it's so devastating. Uh, devastating. And you know, obviously this is nature and they're yes. doing what they're supposed to be doing. Why That's are right. they supposed to be doing this? I don't know. Why? Why? I feel like somebody moved to a town that they weren't supposed to move to and they yeah. started having a family there. Yeah. Now generations later, they're all in the wrong town. Yeah. Well, let's let's figure out some answers, um, and we'll be back to you right after this, after we give you a break. (laughs) Let's give our listeners a break. They need a break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, 
where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And we're back. And we're back. I hope that was a long enough break. Well, here's what I can tell you. Morgan Freeman um, voices this movie. He's good at it. He's good at it. He's got a very, his voice is very relaxing Mm -hmm. and knowing. And he's from Mississippi. Oh, and he's from Mississippi. Yeah, and but it, it it's like he's so known for doing this, but for good reason. For good reason. So in this film, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there are people out there that haven't seen it, right? I guess. We'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Read it, spill some beans. See, this is where <laughs> so I don't the- understand how you get to decide. Because you don't give a thought to the beans at all. And I feel like if someone was listening and this was like a, you know, we were talking about murder or Mm -hmm. we were talking about um, some sort of mystery, I feel like you would just launch in. I would say penguins living this miserable life is a real mystery. Okay. (laughs) That's okay to say. Okay. Well, this one doesn't really have a spoiler. I mean, these penguins are just like freezing to death. They're they're freezing to well, death. They're not freezing to death. They were born. Some to of live them in are the freezing to death. I don't think they would be freezing to death if they had enough to eat. It was devastating watching these little precious, the little adorable. They are, oh my! They don't god. even look real. Those little penguin chicks. Oh my god! <laughs> There's even the ones that, but they're not even the babies. Even the grown no. ones, when they're on a long trek and they get tired oh and they don't god. have food, they <gasps> die. Oh it's so sad. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, here's what happens in the film. Okay. There are all these penguins, and uh, <laughs> they have to. And when you walk... say there's all these penguins, <laughs> it's not like. Ten. There no, there are thousands. I don't know how many thousands. Is it thousands? It's a yeah. lot. It's like you can't see the end of the line. And it's a line of them. They're like walking in a near straight line. Isn't it interesting? Why do they walk in a line? I don't know. We could Cheryl. never know. No. There's no way to know this. There's no way to know. <laughs> there's no way. But they have to walk for seventy miles to go to a breeding ground because they need to go to a place where the ice is still really thick uh-huh. so they can get it on and we're <laughs> they and so they have to walk 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 uh-huh. and at first the film is really fun because it is just like spring break for these oh penguins. my gosh they march for 70 miles and then it's like which is what you every- do on spring break you march <laughs> you and march you march and you bikini. march yeah and then you get it on with the first person you find <laughs> That looks exactly like you. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, it reminded me of WeWork when they go what? on their trip. Remember the WeWork when I'm they go sorry, on their the March summer? of the Penguins reminded yes. you of WeWork yes. on their yes vacation? because WeWork and they would um, they would throw that really fun party and everybody was hooking up and drinking beer. This was like that okay. for the Penguins. Okay. They all hook up. Yes or no? These penguins, they are all looking for action. It's that's not the like, only reason, right? But they're not. <laughs> that's a that's long the only way reason to they go. march for seventy miles. I know, um, but and they're also happy at the beginning. I know, just like we work. How do they know that that ice is so thick to go party on? Because it's, and do it. I know which one n- discovered it first. I don't know or two, and then had the had the language. To explain. To tell the crew. Hey. Guys. You get can in line. totally get in line, walk 70 miles this way in March, and I then promise. go. It's going to be worth it. Do it until your do heads it. pop off. Because <laughs> uh, don't worry, the ice is really thick. The ice is going to hold. Yeah. That is not your worry on this trip. Yeah. That is not that the is worry not your, Do not worry. Trip. That ice will hold. The ice is going to hold. And, yeah, so they all do it. But they're monogamous. They find their partner. It's so sweet, isn't it? So they're not just, like, they're not, like, doing it with everybody, right? They find somebody, and then they they do it. Then they do it, 
with mm-hmm. that I was gonna say with that person, but with that mm-hmm. uh with that, with that precious penguin. little penguin. Wouldn't that be funny to be a penguin and realize <laughs> Oh my god are I'm watching a, me. I'm a penguin. <laughs> like <laughs> she'd be like, Oh a this penguin is, I'm a bird that doesn't fly. I am okay. a penguin. This is hilarious. I'm a penguin. <laughs> Wow. It just seems like such a funny thing to be. If you're going to be anything. A penguin. They look like they're having so much fun. Yeah. They look like butlers. They look like a bunch of butlers. Little butlers. Yeah, little butlers opening the door. But you know what was sad? Many points. Yeah. So what I didn't like about the film is like, I had always seen footage of these penguins like shooting out of the water onto the ice yeah and it looked like they were having a ball yeah and then they have all this underwater footage of like sharks chasing them and that's why they shoot out of the ice yeah out of the water onto the ice yeah and so there's it's not because they're having a ball no they're like panicked for their life and terror is like shooting them out of the water onto the ice and wait there's sharks underwater in that cold yeah wasn't it a shark or a barracuda? No, that... Mm. A turtle? I don't know. Predators. Let's say predators. Let's say predators. Because do sharks like warm water? There's no way to know. It seems like they do <laughs> when you think There's... about Florida and Australia. Right. It doesn't seem... Feel like... It feels like they're in... in um. But maybe but they do like cold. What are the penguins... What are getting the penguins? Now I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God. We... Uh, our producer thomas just had to tell us it's not sharks it's not sharks it's leopard seals like quit talking about sharks in antarctica it's not happening and we watched this movie twice (laughs) and and i mean you never see a shark fin pop up near the water because there's ice <laughs> through you know? the ice yeah done it done it no okay leopard sharks i mean no leopard uh, <laughs> uh there are leopard sharks uh leopard seals okay. yeah and they look so mean don't they yeah so after they get it on which by the way let's get it on can we um can we in post Drop let's in. Get let's get it on. Let's get it on. Oh, I can't, I don't I can't find the right key. No, I know. Let's get it on. No, wait. Let's get it. You sing it. Let's get it on. <laughs> I thought you were a. I thought you did musical theater. I did until I auditioned for. It was musical in the middle theater. of an audition. I was auditioning for musical theater. I was singing "Anything Goes." Wait, is that the name of a song or were you singing yeah. anything? Oh, I was just like, anything goes, you guys. <laughs> I was singing the song, Anything Goes. Uh-huh. And I sort of had an out-of-body experience and I heard myself. I've probably told this story before, you have. too. Oh, my you have. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and they told, and I said, I can't sing. And they said, you're right. But is this the time when I should tell our listeners that um, mm. I was um, asked oh. to play... Braggadocious alert. I'm not going to say what character in what musical, but um, it's a very famous role in a musical on on Broadway. Broadway. And it's typically a man. And they were going to drop me into the role. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to do it. So badly. I was going to work so hard at my singing and my dancing. (laughs) I was going to work so hard. But then I realized I would have had to get ready for this role in like one month and i'm mm. you know I, i'm not i'm not like i mean a people trained singing and you dancing know broadway person. is no joke people travel from yeah. around the world and then imagine them going to see you like well that's what stephanie said she said if you do this role you yeah. need to train and be bring ready it. and you need to bring really bring it you it. can't go out on stage and be doing yeah. it tongue-in-cheek you need no. to do it yeah. And when she said that, I was like, you are so right. And I had she every... you straight. Well, I had every intention to try my hardest. I, I, I like to yeah. do my best in everything. Yeah. But I couldn't possibly do yeah. this Even your hardest role is not going to be good enough. In a month, get ready with my singing and my dancing. But I'm, I'm hoping that in the future that I can... Mm. Make my Broadway debut Mm. and get my singing and my dancing in order. Oh, 
I will be there front <laughs> row and center. Well, let's give everyone a break, and we'll be right back. Uh, maybe with some with singing the, and some dancing by some the penguins. penguins. Uh, <laughs> my God. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back with some role reversal. (laughs) Wow. So yes, yeah, so the penguins that they when they do have um, lay an egg, uh-huh. then there's a handoff. Well, I thought it was perfect because I was just talking about role reversal because it was me. Oh, that's role why I said we're back reverse. with role reversal. Oh, I didn't get it. This is well, it. that's why I have to explain everything, <laughs> like how there's not sharks trying to eat the penguins. <laughs> And now begins one of nature's most incredible and endearing role reversals. Mm. It is the penguin male who will tend the couple's single egg. While the mother feeds and gathers food to bring back for the newborn, it is the father who will shield the egg from the violent winds and cold. He will make a nest for the egg atop his own claws, keeping it safe and warm beneath a flap of skin on his belly. And he will do this for more than two months. It's so cute. It's so cute. And I can't believe that in those temperatures that the dad can just flap his little belly over the egg and the egg is fine. He flaps it over. I mean. Although, can I say the one of the saddest, I mean, yes, there were lots of sad moments, but it's very difficult to transfer the egg from the female to the male. And they have to... Well, they don't have hands. Huh? They don't have hands. (laughs) They don't have hands. That makes it difficult. It makes it so hard. And it's so hard. And some of the couples work on it. They practice. They get ready. And then you saw like the one couple, and I guess it was the lady that was just like sort of kicked it over. The lady penguin kicked it over to him, and then that's it. It was over because the egg was exposed to too much. Yeah, um, it froze. Cold weather. It froze. Ugh. It's so sad. And you have to remember, they marched 70 70 miles. They jumped out of water away from killer sharks. Killer sharks in the Antarctica. They marched 70 miles. They partied on a thick piece of ice. They had sex. They found just the right partner. Yeah, they had sex with a stranger on thick, thick ice for for WeWork weekend (laughs) (laughs) with a keg of beer. They got pregnant. They were doing shots. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then the little egg... Ugh. rolls out and freezes and that Ugh. is the end of that that was so sad so sad but i will say they were they're very sweet at love making i mean we never actually saw penetration but it was very sweet the the sort of mating sequence you know head to head they would like rub heads together and 
You know what I mean? Didn't they seem like they were really in love? <laughs> what if they did show penetration? <laughs> well, I kept thinking, where is a penguin's penis? And how does this even happen? Were you thinking that ever? Where are their, where are their reproductive... I know. It just looks like they're huddling together to keep warm and like rubbing the tops of their heads. Yeah, they just look like they're in love, but something's... Thomas, are you looking up um, peng- penguin genitalia? Penguin penises? Penguin penises. <laughs> what does it I say? Mean, they must be long to reach out from under that belly flap. <laughs> and across the ice? <laughs> across... The claws and the ice through the together. claws through four <laughs> pairs of claws. Where I mean, what is this? What does this penis look like? I should have googled this beforehand. Wait, Thomas is saying to this day nobody has uploaded the picture of a penguin penis. <laughs> so we don't know all of our listeners, like. you can be the first right now. Yes. Go online and upload a picture of yes. a penguin penis if you have one. Not if you have a penguin penis, but if you have the picture. Well, if you do have a penguin penis. We'd also like to see that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty uh, mysterious, isn't it? Yeah. Where is that thing and where does it go? We should have gone to a break right then. (laughs) I should have have really looked into this. Where is that thing and where does it go? We'll be right back after these... (laughs) messages um can i just say real quick you know what i cannot stand speaking of transferring an egg to the man i cannot stand when men or anyone for that matter whatever your gender is or your non-gender is okay if you have a child and you are watching your child yes and your other partner is not around whether you're married, dating, or divorced, or separated, when you are watching your child, do not call it babysitting. You are oh, watching, watching your own child. Your child. Yeah, you don't get extra credit for that. Yeah, you're no not. No one's paying you. No, it's it, like, that's your job. I cannot stand when people are like, yeah, my wife's well, gone, so I have tonight. to babysit my kids tonight. It's like, no, yeah. those are your children. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. never, and Stephanie would never say, well, okay, well, I'm going out, but you have to babysit. That is true. And uh, I that's... hate to be sexist, but I feel like men typically say that. Men will, mm. men are the ones that typically say, and then I, I was stuck home babysitting. Ooh. I don't like it. And I say, stop it. Yeah. Stop, stop it. it. When when Tra- somebody transfers the egg to you, that's your Take egg. It. That is your also your egg. That is your egg. Yeah. And these guys don't complain. No. They scoop it in their belly Flap. hole. <laughs> <In> their <laughs> belly hole. <laughs> they scoop it in their flap. Think about the first time that that happened <laughs> where they clearly were stuck on Antarctica yes. and did not know how gender roles worked. Uh-huh. You know? And... <laughs> And it probably was born out of this hardworking mom and a lazy spouse. Yeah. That was like, well, somebody's got to feed this family. (laughs) And she's like, here, lift up your belly flap and just let me at least put our baby underneath there and I'll go find some food. And put in your belly hole and I'll go find some food. (laughs) And he's like, I was wondering why. I mean, why the female had to do it. But why not the female? Let's not be sexist here like I just was. I know, but I felt like she just worked so hard, you know, giving birth. Is it called giving birth to an egg? I don't know. He's working hard hiding his penguin penis. (laughs) That's what he's been doing. He's like. The thing must be so long and skinny. I think. And where does it go when he's not? I don't know. 
but why didn't if there is a god this would have been a perfect time to give an animal a pouch yes why did a kangaroo in the warmest (gasps) weather get a pouch give penguins a pouch Give yes. penguins a pouch. A pouch. Give penguins a pouch. Say it in sync with me. Give give penguins a pouch. A pouch. Give penguins. Stop giving kangaroos a pouch. Stop giving penguins. It's warm in Australia. Give penguins a pouch. Give penguins a pouch. Wait, Thomas just got, told us. Oh, some, yeah, uh, give us some information. I'm sorry, I got really worked up there. I know. Okay. Penguins do not have penises. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so there is no way we could have known this for the rest of your lives. That's why there's not a single picture of a penguin penis. <laughs> So I can't wait to see what gets uploaded online. Penguins do not have penises. Both sexes have orifices called, go on, you say it. Cloacas? That are used both for reproduction and for waste. Whoa. Wow. They need to start communicating with the rest of the world because they're (laughs) doing things wrong. They're doing it the hard way. Yeah. We need to get them pagers at least. For booty calls, you mean? Well, no, just so they can contact the rest of the world. Like get a oh, payphone. They and need a some pager information. And, and a belt some... and a fanny pack. I like that a pager is the best you can do. Well, just in... because they're so out of touch, like ease oh, them in. Get them a rotary so even phone. Even a pager would be helpful. Yeah. Okay, the, females li- the female lies on her stomach while the, man climbs, the male climbs onto her back. The female lifts her skirt. And no. takes her shoes off. <laughs> no. She lifts her tail, allowing oh. their cloacas to touch and sperm <laughs> to be transferred. This process does not take long, often lasting about 10 seconds. That oh. is 10 seconds too long for me. My God. So the sperm goes into their waist pouch? Yeah. And then the cutest animal ever is born? Yeah, from the cloacus. From the waist pouch. From After the waist sperm pouch. goes into their waist pouch, then the most adorable animal exists on the planet. <sighs> they march out there for 70 miles for 10 seconds. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Listen. Listen, I am so glad we got to the bottom of the penguins, penguin's penis because I... I don't want to ever make that mistake again, and I'm embarrassed that we made it on this Listen, podcast. But they march 70 miles to touch their orifices for 10 seconds. <laughs> Why not do it where they were? I mean, you don't need a thick piece of ice to no, um, no, because in my mind, I thought first they of all, were... we sound like scientists <laughs> <laughs> and biologists. I thought that there was humping going on you thought well how can they hump with no they don't have a waist i mean they have a waist (laughs) that's why i didn't understand how it happened (laughs) but yeah why can't they just do it in the thin ice it only takes 10 seconds i mean and well because they don't have any information and that's what i'm saying (laughs) is somebody needs to give these birds a talking to I mean, they're Somebody doing everything to give these wrong. Birds a pouch. Yeah, they're walking seventy miles in the freezing cold to touch their orifice onto another orifice for ten <laughs> seconds. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Okay, so okay, so then the moms, the ladies, whatever you want to call them, the females, they march back to water. Because now they they have very little food in them because they've used all of their resources to make this egg. And they've they've like defecated into their sex orifice. Yeah, I wonder. And they're like, Oh, here rub your defecated your orifice your Yes, I wonder if the waste is then part of the egg. 
<laughs> please let this be someone's first episode and they think it's like a public radio NPR. <laughs> We're really going to talk yeah, about please, this film. Please let this be your first introduction <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Somebody out there is so angry right now. There's many. Listening. There's many. Uh, okay. <laughs> um... They all huddle together, which is very sweet. It's so sweet. But how sad for the God. ones on the outer ring. Uh, but they said that they rotate. But still, you know there's some little there's bastards. Some a-hole. That's some in there that's acting that's like, like they've rotated and they that- haven't. <laughs> they have not. They have not. Speaking of being on the outer part of a huddle... Yeah. One of the funniest things that I think exists on this planet. Yeah. And watch next time you see a sports game, mainly football, is okay. when after a game and a team wins yeah. and they all yeah. start jumping on each other. Yeah. The funniest part that makes me laugh all the time are the grown men that are on the outer part that can't be in oh. the middle and they're just out there trying to like, <laughs> oh, and they're just be a part jumping, of it. but they're just oh. hopping. Not and, making and contact no, with anybody. Everybody oh. in the huddle doesn't really feel them or they know. They don't even know that guy yeah, is out there. Yeah, and that guy's oh. jumping and he's touching like, people's <laughs> backs, but he's not knows. part of it. Nobody knows. <laughs> I, I see that. that. Would be heartbreaking. Oh my God. And it's the funniest, oh. most pathetic oh. moment. Oh he man, he's trying. And but they're all trying around the outer rim of the of the sports celebratory huddle. Yeah, and they're all hopping and they're facing they each other. Be in it, but the outside, they're not in there, and they're they not. they got there a little too late. They got and a they're just too late. and watch it. It's really funny and sad, and it's just a grown man hopping on the outside oh, by himself, just <laughs> cheering. It's so funny. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, you know what? I looked up. I, I did Google what travel to Antarctica. You want to go there? Yes, I do. To see the penguins? I want to do everything that that place has to offer, which probably is three. It things. doesn't have anything to offer. It's, it's beautiful. Just looking at penguins and well, looking at icebergs. I that sounds incredible. You don't want to go on vacation with me to Antarctica? Yeah. I don't like being that cold. Well, we would wear coats. That's yeah, and but little something's going to be exposed. And no, you can wear it those like face masks. So uncomfortable. But I will. I would like to see your pictures. Mm, okay. <laughs> so the father watches this egg for two months. Mm-hmm. The ladies go to find some food. Which is a torture chamber, by the way. Yeah. Because like we said, there are the leopard seals that are also hungry. Just as hungry as those sharks. Circle of... <laughs> Circle of life. Circle of life. But it really... It's really sad. And then... It is so sad. And those birds <sighs> that come down and and get the little baby penguins. Oh, God. Here's a really sad moment. So... After the females, you know, they're like, they are busting their balls to try to get some food. They have to do all their hiking and marching and then get back to the guys and the eggs. There's, there's no balls on well, the male or female. It's just her female and they get there. front pouch. Yeah, I guess they don't have balls. I guess I don't have Anyway, they get there and now. They have a d- filthy orifice full of defecation she's busting that <laughs> it doesn't sound she's busting her as, as orifice full or. of defecation oh my god and they get back and the guys are so happy to see them everybody's so happy to see them yeah and um everyone's hungry they have to listen to try to find their mate and everybody oh and know. while the the lady's gone the dad throws up the last bit of food he has into the baby's down the baby's yeah because the little chicks the little chicks are are born a lot of them are born and then so the moms come back yeah so the dad now the dads are starving the moms come back it's very exciting they're looking for their mates and their chicks and then remember the one mom 
and her chick didn't make it. Yes. And she looked for the guy and I couldn't get the vibe of, did the guy tell her it well, didn't happen or did she just not find the guy? <laughs> well, nobody's saying anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, through c- c- chirp, chirping, no, ch- clucking, whatever they do, they they make noise. A lot of clucking. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but it was so sad because then Morgan Freeman says the sadness causes to, the mother to do the unthinkable. And I was like, oh, my God, what is the unthinkable? She pulled out a gun. Nope, she did not. But she goes up to one of the other chicks with her, their mom. Tries to kidnap. And tries to kidnap the chick. Yeah, hold him at gunpoint. Yeah, and the penguins surround her, and, and they're, they're like, like, no, no you didn't. No, ma'am. No. We know you, you're in pain, but this is yeah, not yeah, the answer. Yeah, we know you are sad. We know, yeah. You, yeah. But this is hurt not Hurt people yours. hurt people. You've heard that yeah, saying, right? Yeah, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people And we don't want this people. to be happening. And you are not a and person. They, yeah. But you so should sweet still the way get they that are bumper a little community. sticker. I know. <laughs> Do people use bumper stickers anymore? They seem to be so popular in the 80s. You know what else was really popular in the 80s? Hmm. Mooning. And I think I talked about this. And streaking. On this podcast. No, that was the 70s. Yeah, I feel like everybody was mooning, like out of bus windows. And we need to bring it back. Well, by the way, when you and I can bring back mooning single-handedly. Double-handedly. When I was in high school, one of my friends thought it would be hilarious to moon me. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, Cracklin was there. Oh. And she saw the moon, <laughs> and she never let that guy back into our house. <laughs> wow. Cracklin she th- was cracking the, the whip, the, huh? Yeah. She was like, no, that's not how we do it here. Wow. She's like, that is disrespectful. I was like, well, it was, uh, he was just being funny. She's like, that's not oh, funny. See, there was mooning and there was all and... sorts of stuff at my house. <laughs> you know, one of the famous moments of my childhood, and I'm sure I've said it on here, was, <laughs> sure <you laughs> was when apparently one of the principals said, what if your mother knew what you were doing? Oh. And what'd you say? I said, what if you knew what my mother was doing? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pretty good compared that to my mother. That was pretty fast. That yeah. was pretty. But I know. But I'm fast. saying, like, I was like not so shabby compared to what my mother was up to. That is hilarious. Anyway, Tig, let's just say it's very sweet. They all get together. <laughs> <laughs> they rub their defecation pouches. Mm-hmm. They touch. And then- and then the little chicks finally, like, get off of their mom's feet because they have to just, like, live on their feet for a while because it's too cold. And then they grow up with dreams of doing that all over again themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they live in the sea for four years, and then on the fifth year, they go out for the march. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> what a dumb idea. Oh, See, we have penguins. got to get in touch with them. I'm going to go out there. If somebody can. You're going to go out there and really have a talk with these penguins. I am. And just be like, listen, don't listen. do it. You guys, there's got to be a better way. We've got to get you. A penis. A penis. Although that's not really the problem. That's not their biggest problem. Right. I do think a pouch would be helpful. Yeah. We then they could walk around. Get the penguins a pouch. It's a pouch. Get, give the penguins a pouch. Is it give or get? <laughs> it's give. Oh, I don't know. Are you ready for some final thoughts? Mm-hmm. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Uh, did you cry? I did not cry, but I felt equally as emotional as I have felt during the podcast that made me cry. I thought it was yeah. so touching, so yes. extraordinarily beautiful, and yes. so devastating and sad. 
Yes. To the point where I kind of couldn't handle it. No. When Morgan Freeman said, get ready for the storm is coming, for like, this is the third time, I was, I said, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't watch this one more time. It still remains one of my favorite movies, I think, of all time. Okay. Well, this is an awkward question because I don't think there was one person in this film. It was really just penguins. <laughs> Were you attracted to anyone? <laughs> I mean, it would be weird if you don't say the penguin because that's, that's too much. Well, I mean, there's Morgan Friedman. Yeah, but we didn't even see him. But I know, yeah, but okay. some people don't have eyesight. That's true. And you can be attracted to people. Seduced by a voice. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that one. Can we just talk about, since this is our 50th mm-hmm. podcast, Yeah. do you want to pick somebody from our list? <laughs> from our 50 episodes of anyone that you are the most attracted to? Oh, boy. I mean, there are so many. Tiger King was a big one. <laughs> the um, jinx. I mean, it's hard to find attractive people. No, I feel like your your big one. Who was my big one? Wasn't it Metallica? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let me tell you who your big one. Uh, you know who I think it is? Mm. Let's see. It was the singer, Sugar Man. It was Sugar Man's daughter. One of Sugar Man's daughters. <laughs> that was the big one for me? Well, Wiener. No, who were you attracted to? Mm. Wasn't there someone from Quip, Quip Camp? I almost said Quip Camp. But I didn't. <laughs> you did say Quip Camp. <laughs> well, you like Britney Spears. What? Wait, were you attracted to Britney no. Spears? <laughs> In my mind, you were. Oh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Uh, Tina Turner, sure, yeah. Um, okay. I, and I was going to say, I mean, the obvious one, and Thomas just um, mentioned it as well, but Stephanie from the Tig Doc. I get that. Mm-hmm. That would be weird if you didn't. Oh, I know who you like. You like the guy from Air Guitar Nation. What was his name? He had a funny name. I don't like, know. Uh, oh, what was his name? Thomas will know. I also liked um, a band called Death. Those guys. What? Remember? The... Oh, a band called Death. Yeah, they were cute. Yeah, from like they the look cute. when they were... You know, like in their 20s. Heyday. Yeah. Bjorn to rock. <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn to rock from Air Guitar Nation. And you liked Sugar Man. I did like Sugar Man. Mm-hmm. I did like Sugar Man. All right. Oh, was there a documentary that made you cry the most? Yeah. Oh, I know what you cried on. What? Uh, Octopus Teacher? Quip Camp. Quip Camp. Quip Camp. <laughs> Don't make fun of my, don't make fun of my R's. It happens sometimes. When they were crawling up those stairs, Ugh. I, uh, I that was like, me. all right, all right, you got me. You got <laughs> me. <laughs> I w- that was the boohoo that I had where Stephanie, where I didn't even try to hold back. I remember I was talking to you about that, where normally I'll try and choke back my tears. And this yeah. one, I was like, all right. I'm this crying, and I well, I can't handle this. And I just really let it out. You thought it was octopus? Didn't you cry at the octopus thing? I don't know. At the octopus, my octopus teacher? Oh. And then what was mine? I mean, I don't cry at a lot of these. Yours was hand on a hard body. Hands, hands on, a hard, on body. a hard body. You know why? Because that guy cold as had ice. his hands on that truck for his for wife. How many days? And then gave it to his wife. No, see, this is where we disagree. His feet were bleeding. This is where we disagree. He was hungry. No. Then he gave it to his wife. No. He knew he was going to get that truck himself. (laughs) No, that's not true. If we caught up with him today, his wife is driving the truck. Oh, Oh my gosh. I would love to catch up with him today (laughs) and talk to her and see. And see who's driving the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a doc that stands out to you as your favorite? It's hard because there are some really... I, I mean, I penguins. Mean, oh, interesting. I really loved the jinx. I know you did. I mean, that thing is crazy. 
the twists and the turns. You know I love a twist and turn. I know you do. That what that thing is crazy. The staircase balls. has a twist and a turn. Oh my god, the staircase. We still have listeners that think the bird killed her. Yeah. Which can't that can't be it the way happen. that she died. A bird did not land on her head yeah. and that's how she died. And then the other woman that also died in his life. Yeah, that was awkward. That also fell down the stairs. Also fell down the staircase. And it's like, it's a strange one. What else did we love? I mean, Three Identical Strangers is so... Although... <gasps> how about Theranos? Oh, what is yeah. It called? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. The, that, the herpes. The inventor. The herpes. Oh, the, she's herpes in the news machine. right now. Yeah. She's on trial. Yeah. She's accusing her boyfriend of, of sexual yes. assault and... And yes, and uh, manipulate man, manipulation? That's not really the word. What's the word? Just bad when you stuff. you manipulate somebody. Coerce. Anyway, and uh, because of that, that made her... How did that make her do that? But anyway, that's her defense, mm-hmm. is that her boyfriend uh, drove her to it. Yeah. And then he goes on trial after well, we'll keep us. We'll keep everybody updated on that. Will we? Well, we would love to hear what you guys think about our fifty episodes and which one you, which one stood out to you, which doc you loved, right, Tig? Yeah, right, Cheryl. And you know, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know what their favorite episodes have been. Yeah, I'm curious of that. Yeah, what are your uh, favorite? Tell us what your favorite episodes out of the fifty have been. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Um. We will be watching Exit Through the Gift Shop, which you can watch with the free trial of Sundance Now or rent on Amazon, Apple TV, or YouTube. Also, you can buy True Story merch at podswag.com slash true story. But we do love to hear from you guys. We do. So you can email us uh, at Tig and Cheryl, true story at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. Twitter, right? Twitter. Facebook. Right. I think we're everywhere. Yeah. Um, Tig, do you want to hear a true fan mail before we go? I would love to. Uh, maybe. Hmm? <laughs> I feel like everyone's last name is B. Well, this is cute because her, it seems like the first name is May. Uh, no, I get it. Oh, okay. Um, so May B writes, Dear Tig and Cheryl, My wife and I own a bar and are huge fans of your show. We listen weekly on our two-hour commute home and look forward to every episode. Two-hour commute? I know. What's the name of the bar and where do you live? We came out of a seven-month lockdown in June here and realized that we were answering the bar phone nonstop with the customers asking the same questions over and over. What time do you open? Do you serve food? (laughs) And what time do the strippers come on? Thanks to you, we realized we should probably set up our voicemail. (laughs) And so now our phone answers with the outgoing message, shakers, please hold. No. (laughs) It's what maybe says, shakers, please hold. Oh, my God. Wait, she's saying they really leave that on their outgoing message? That's what it says. Shakers, please hold. We really enjoyed this week's. (laughs) show hail satan and feel like we really got an actual documentary review and you didn't wander off topic much at all we think this is because tig actually watched the documentary this week i watch and all not, of them and did not take as many snack breaks oh <laughs> but we are a little concerned about cheryl's increasing inability to pronounce her w's <laughs> just had a you just said quib 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 Oh, I know. I don't know what to do about it. Your devoted and concerned fans, May and Michelle. Oh, Sweaty Betty's. Toronto, Canada. Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. So is that a strip club? I mean, that's an uh, interesting name for a strip club. Sure is. So go on down to Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. In Toronto? Is that right? In Toronto. Listen, if I'm ever in Toronto, I'm going to Sweaty Betty's just to see what's happening. (laughs) that's it you guys we love reading your messages like i said and our and your reviews and um i don't know tig do you have anything to promote we don't really have time for this today 
Mm, mm, uh, just say that's okay. Just my Google animated okay. special. Um, all right, guys. On HBO. All right. All right. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.